sometimes right before you receive the greatest breakthrough of your life, the greatest miracle of your life and world, the universe will send a test to you. God will send a test to you, not to be sinister, not to play tricks, not to mess you up, but it's a test of character. It's a test of perseverance. It's a test of desire, of heart posture, and saying, what is it that you really want? And are you sure it's worth it? Because anything worth fighting for is going to have resistance. Anything worth fighting for is going to have opposition. Welcome to the Matt Droguette Show, where our mission is to see emotionally healthy humans go viral. Now let's face it, we all want to live as the most authentic, created expression of ourselves that we were made to be, but we can't do that if we're coping with porn or self-sabotaging our potential. So my goal in this podcast is to get you the answers you need so you can live the life you want. Please subscribe and enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. I wanted to talk to you real fast. I just want to lift up your spirits and encourage you that if you're feeling hopeless, and don't worry, this is not going to be some raw, raw, super hyper motivational speech. I wanted to share with you a quick thoughts to shift your perspective anytime you get hopeless because I've seen a pattern. And these are this is actually coming from last week. I was on coaching calls with a bunch of clients and pouring into men, and I saw a theme that so often in our lives, we stop short of the miraculous. We go and we go and we go, and then we hit a wall. We get discouraged. We feel like we don't see a way up. We don't see a way out. We don't see a way through. And so we call it. We quit. We give up. Even if it's just internal, we get so discouraged, so defeated. And and my hands are both up here, guys, because if I were to say, how many of you guys ever felt really hopeless at one time in your life? How many of you guys ever felt really hopeless in a situation we all have, undoubtedly, whatever it is. Now, obviously, this podcast is here to help you know people become emotionally healthy. And one aspect of emotional health is a character trait of perspective that creates resilience. And what I want to tell you right now is if you're feeling hopeless, you are on the edge of breakthrough. You are on the precipice of breakthrough. When I look back throughout my life, and I'm staring down all of the impossibilities that I have ever been facing. And I'm actually sharing this right now candidly because there are some really big obstacles that I'm facing. And I woke up this morning and I just felt a wave of discouragement, a wave. I wake up early. And so you, how many of you guys know you've got to be kind of motivated, um, leveraged with deep meaning in your life with purpose. If you're going to wake up willfully, willfully before 5 a.m. at like 4.45 in the morning to start your day excitedly and happily knowing, you know, everyone else in your family is snuggled up warm behind, you know, the, the covers in bed that, you know, you don't have to, you know, you own your own company and business and you could start it at 10 a.m. if you want to, you could spend all that time with your family in the morning, but I willfully choose to wake up at like 4.45 every single morning and because I believe that there's a really big mission here, a big purpose here. And I woke up this morning, and I was feeling discouraged. I was feeling, you know, maybe a bit hopeless about a situation. And there's a bunch going on because I'm always taking on new ground in my life to try to serve people in the best way I can in the highest level. And I want to get better and better at that to impart more to you guys. And so the, the goal here is not whether or not we get discouraged or we feel hopeless, but what do we do with that? And so I wanted to kind of lead you in quickly here into my own life and insight into what I do with discouragement, with disappointment, and with hopelessness. Because ultimately, we need to come to a place where we learn to discipline our disappointment. And when we are disappointed, 
when we run into hopelessness, I mean, there's a few things going on here, but ultimately it's because we have an unrenewed mind that is lacking perspective. Perspective is one of the greatest things on the planet. I mean, Proverbs 11, seven says that where there is a multitude of counselors, there is victory and counsel is meant to design, uh, be a God's design for perspective in our lives. So every single one of us needs perspective on finance, on relationship, on career, on the world, and on the economy. You know, look at the economy right now. Look at inflation, all these other things right now. There are some people who actually are making, you know, millions of dollars through this kind of recession, whatever it is that we're going through right now. And the reason is because they have perspective on economy. They have perspective on stocks. They have perspective on how to short stocks. And so basically they will figure out how to make money when the market is going down and selling certain stocks or buying ones that they believe will go up. You know, like for example, if you were to put all your money into Zoom or Amazon and Tesla at the beginning of COVID, when it happened a few years ago, you would be laughing your way to the bank. Because if you had that insight and that perspective of saying, okay, this is happening, people are being isolated, what are the needs going to be of people? Well, we're all going to be online, boom. So we're all going to be purchasing from Amazon, you know, we're all going to be purchasing uh, from, you know, Zoom to do our meetings for school. If we had that perspective and insight, you know, that's worth everything. And so when we are hopeless, when we are sad, sadness ultimately means that we believe there are no options, that we believe there is nothing we can do to possibly change or shift our situation, which really isn't true because there's always something we can do. But a story I want to share with you is a guy named Darby. You may have heard this story. You may have not. It's of the California gold rush, you know, like a hundred years ago, roughly, where this guy named Darby, he was a bit of an entrepreneur, young guy, and he saw the idea of opportunity. And him and his uncle went in because his uncle had like a license to mine for gold and get, you know, mineral or gold deposits. And they sold what they had and bought all this machinery. And they dug 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 through all this dirt, excavating, digging, mining, you know, getting through to it. And the well kind of dried up. Their money was done. They didn't have much more time before they kind of had to go hit the real world. And it was all in hopes of, you know, striking for gold. And he got discouraged. He got defeated. He felt hopeless, right? Hopeless. He put his life savings put all of his time, all those months or years of energy into digging for gold and nothing. And so he sold, him and his uncle sold that equipment to somebody else for next to nothing. Basically at cost to just kind of get out of debt and restart his life and go on and move forward. Now I could take you about 20 minutes to get really elaborate and detailed in this and almost make it sound like a movie where you're on the edge of your seat. And I'll do that with my clients on more full circle because stories are everything. You know, the Bible is one of the most powerful or the most powerful piece of literature on the planet, historically speaking, because of the power of story. It's laced with story in and throat. And that's what you and I are creatures of is wanting to understand story. But I'll get to the point here. He sold his equipment and machinery and he sold it to a guy for next to nothing. That other guy said, okay, I'm pretty sure this guy was onto something, but let me double check because he said that there was gold, but he never found any. So there must be something wrong. So he went and brought in a surveyor, someone who understood, you know, gold, the land, mineral deposits, um, and understanding, you know, the soil of the ground. And what they found out was when they went inside the tunnels and they looked, he said, okay, this guy dug, you know, let's just say I'm making up an arbitrary number of like 212 feet. And he's like, but by my calculations, he's like, the gold wouldn't be accessed or be visible 
until about 215 feet through this corridor, through this wall, through this barrier. And so this guy realized, he's like, dude, if my calculations are correct, he's like, you saying this to the new owner, the land surveyor said, you have gold, an actual gold mine, millions of dollars, a whole fortune's worth three feet from this dirt that you and I are looking in front of right now. And so he turned on his machinery, he started digging, and within 36 inches, this new man struck a fortune, hitting gold. Absolutely wild and radical. Now, there's books about it, you know, whether it's in Napoleon's Hill, Think and Grow Rich, or there's another one called Three Feet from Gold. There's a lot of ways you can even see it or check out the story online. It's real. It's legit. But the point is here is sometimes, listen to this. This is the clincher. This is going to be a shorter episode today. But here's the clincher is that sometimes right before you receive the greatest breakthrough of your life, the greatest miracle of your life and world, the universe will send a test to you. God will send a test to you, not to be sinister, not to play tricks, not to mess you up, but it's a test of character. It's a test of perseverance. It's a test of desire, of heart posture and saying, what is it that you really want? And are you sure it's worth it? Because anything worth fighting for is going to have resistance. Anything worth fighting for is going to have opposition. And so when this happens, we hit a wall. We hit a proverbial wall, a relational wall. Maybe, you know, you took a risk to work towards something and you're like, I really want to be in a relationship. Let's just use this because a lot of guys, you know, we work in relationship coaching and they ask one girl out and then they get devastated. They take so much rejection from it. And I said, well, what if this was a test? What if this was a woman's primal subconscious way of saying, hey, I want to see this dude's character. I'm going to say no to him. I'm going to see what happens when I reject him and see if he has the character and inner fortitude to weather this storm of my no and see how he handles it. Because if he crumbles, I'll know that. And this is, again, this is a theory of subconscious level programming. This is all beneath you know, the, the curtains, behind the scenes of something that's not conscious in a woman's mind, but on a very primal subconscious level she could be wondering like if i reject this guy and he says no i need to know how he's going to handle it because if he wants to you know date date me mate me and marry me and he wants to have my babies i need to see if my kids through his sperm are going to have you know the genetic tailoring of a man who's got resilience in this world and again this is very subconscious she's not thinking that out loud and so how you handle that rejection is everything you know i would say how you handle the rejection of your life, the events of your life is much, much, much more important than the actual events themselves. So many people create trauma in their lives because of the way they handle a response to something rather than the actual event itself. I've seen this time and time again, where I've seen two different families, you know, friends of mine growing up, one dad hit bankruptcy and he decided to say, Hey, you know what? It happens. I made a mistake. I'm going to learn from it. We're going to be taken care of guys said to his kids and his wife, we're going to be fine. We're going to be all right. And he navigated through it. And then another guy hits bankruptcy and it's basically been the story of their whole family's life. They lost their home. They lost other things. By the way, this other guy was on the threat of losing all of those things too. But he said, there is going to be a way through this. Okay. He had a growth mindset. 
not just a positive, happy-go-lucky mindset. That's not it at all. This is called perspective. People who are overly positive and it's fluffy and it's airy, there's no grounding beneath it. You could blow them away. And a lot of people use positivity as a form of denial. I'm not talking about positivity here. Positivity is the byproduct of a renewed heart and mind and soul and spirit to actually create perspective. This guy didn't need to be positive, you know, and say, hey, I think we're three feet from gold. He had perspective because what Darby didn't do is get a land surveyor out there to help him readjust and say, where am I not digging properly? Where am I not digging properly? Because you might be digging 100 feet forward, right? But you need to dig ultimately three feet to the left. And if you keep digging forward, you might be running parallel to your dreams, to your breakthrough, to the thing you want, but never getting it because you don't actually have the perspective needed to change what you're doing. And so the perspective shift that I want to give you this morning is that every single time you're going after something that's worthwhile, a dream, a relationship, a goal, an outcome, you will hit a place of resistance. That is okay. What I want to tell you is you will have resistance in your life and that is okay. The goal is not to get rid of resistance and the goal is not to get rid of your problems. The goal is to learn how you can navigate through them and get through that barrier and overcome it and see it through to the other side because see what Darby had was hopelessness. Hopelessness means I have no options. But hopelessness is not a reality. It's a state of mind. It's a concept. It's a theory. It's an idea. It's an ideology of someone who's got an unrenewed perspective and who doesn't believe in themselves or have people believe in them. And that's again, going back to, you know, where there's a multitude of counselors, there is victory. Why? Because when you invite people in who have better and different and more, I would say, mature and wise and an evolutionary growth minded way of perspective compared to you, you can learn well. I, just yesterday, okay, we're renovating a house right now here on the island on Maui, and one of my uh, electricians was at the house, and he was talking about how because he was a you know uh, he's a veteran, he's in the Marine Corps, and he tried to apply for a house. He got pre-approved. Him and his family, super super exciting for them, and I'm super stoked. He's actually a good friend of mine. And what ended up happening was he uh, got approved. They put an offer in on a home. They got accepted. Now they're going through the process of like escrow and handling the money and trying to do all the thing. But the really cool and beautiful thing about being a veteran is that you do not have to put any money down for a home, at least here on Maui. I'm not sure where it is in every state. And so there's programs that offer like 0% down for veterans. And he got a call from this lady and they were talking through numbers and she was new. She didn't know his case at all. And she's like, okay, so it looks like you're going to have to come up with like, you know, $400,000 down for this home. And he's just like, what? Like, how can that be? And she's just like, oh, no one told you? And he was just like, no, no one told me. And it created this big kerfuffle for him, getting super stressed out and anxious. And when we were talking about it, he was just like, I really thought God wanted us to get a home. I'm super confused now. I don't know what's going on. Like this lady saying is like, I don't have that kind of money. He's like, maybe I expected like a, like a tiny little bit down, maybe like a couple percent, 5%, but not like, and his, this home was only maybe like, let's just say 600,000. So he's got to somehow put like 70% down roughly or 80% down for this home. And it's just like, what the heck? Like you don't even have to do that through a conventional loan. And I said to him two things. I said, number one, I said, did you tell this girl that was new to your, uh, your assignment that was new to your case? Did you tell her you were a veteran? And he said, no, I didn't. I said, okay, that's problem number one. She probably didn't know that you were like a veteran in the Marine Corps and that you get 0% down on the specific program you're applying for. I said, she lacked perspective. That's one problem because he was feeling hopeless. 
And he said, are you serious? I said, it happens all the time. People make errors and mistakes. And I said, number two, I said, don't be discouraged. And I shared with him two things. I said, you know, Walt Disney, when he went to go get financing to create what is now like one of the biggest companies in the entire planet, he was rejected, you know, like over 147 times. Like, check it out. He rejected almost over 147 times from bankers and people to get a loan and funding for his dream. 147. Imagine if he stopped at 145, 146, and he didn't continue on. That's crazy. That's crazy. But he ended up getting it. And so then I also said Colonel Sanders, you know, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. He didn't start Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was like in his 50s, until he was like retired. And then he got rejected like 50 times from the banks. People telling him, no, 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 no. Imagine someone telling you, no, 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 when you put all this time and energy into getting funding for something. Imagine 50 girls, 146 girls saying no to you when you go on a date and you try to ask them out. But then all of a sudden you hit the jackpot in the gold mine and you realize that you were three feet from gold the whole time. You were just digging in the wrong direction. And there was a girl beside you and you turned your positioning and you asked her and on the 147th time, she said yes. And you married the love of your life. Or on the 52nd time, you're Colonel Sanders and you finally get a yes. These guys, I'm saying that perspective, I said resistance is part of the game. I share that to my electrician. I just said, resistance is part of life. It's not a sign that you're going in the wrong direction. It's just a sign that you got a worthy opponent to overcome. And when he started to see that, everything changed. So when you are hopeless, it's because you believe there is nothing you can do. And I would agree that the way you're solving it, of course, you can't solve it the way you have been. It's going to require ingenuity. It's going to require resourcefulness. It's going to require creativity. But I'm telling you, no situation is ever truly hopeless. There is always something you can do, even if it's letting go and surrendering it fully. So hopefully that's some encouragement to you guys this morning. Hopefully this can kind of lift you up. I, I said it would be shorter, but look at you guys. You're getting the best of me and wanting to just pour in. Maybe you got someone in your life, dude, who needs to hear this, okay? Maybe you need to step into obedience and, and just share this message with somebody, someone who's like constantly getting hopeless or you just realized was and you're like, ah, I don't know how to fix you. I'm like, well, don't fix them. They're not broken. They need a perspective. They need to know that there are things that they can do. They need to know that there's options. They need to know the perspective is a character trait. You know, it's not just for one person. It's not that people are born with perspective. No baby has perspective when they're born. That's why they're a baby. And that's why so much trauma is created for kids growing up is because they're children. They lack perspective. They don't perceive the dad and mom yelling and fighting has nothing to do with them. They think it's about themselves. So they have a lack of perspective. I'd say all trauma, all abuse, all neglect, all abandonment is a place of perspective of not realizing that the abuse that was catered towards you was ultimately a more of a reflection and a value statement on them than it was you and I. But because we have an unrenewed mind, because we're little kids, and because God's design is that we'd be so trusting and navigate our world by the lens view which our parents gave us, we have the ability to be really, really, really screwed up or really, really, really set up for life. So I hope this lifts you up. I hope this encourages you. I hope you start to see a parallel in your life because I have in mind that whenever I'm hopeless like I was this morning, I'm like, dude, it's because I'm on the edge of some really, really cool, beautiful things. And God's on my team. God's on your side. God wants you to crush it. God wants you to win. But ultimately, he doesn't want you to think that these tests are a result of you not being worthy and undeserving. Sometimes, again, the universe will just send you a test and just say, hey, you know, I, I want to see where, you know, Brody's at. I want to see where Kevin is at. I want to know that when I throw this little bit of resistance there, I want to see how they handle it. I want to know, are they going to crumble or are they going to have the character of someone who, who can actually sustain a blessing long-term because their foundation is upon the rock? And then you get to decide 
you get to go from there and determine how you can get the thing that you are after and wanting, but you're not taking the perceived rejection or closed door as, you know, definitive. It doesn't have to remain that way. I'm telling you that sometimes when you get the most hopeless, you need to radically change what you're doing and realize that all along, you've always been three feet from gold. You just might be digging in the wrong way. You might be running parallel to it. So you could be one phone call away, one email away, one encounter away, one prayer away, one opportunity away, one connection away, one conversation away from having this all shift and change overnight just like that. Love you tons. Send this to somebody. If you felt like there was value in this podcast today, in this episode, and you're like, dude, I know somebody who could really benefit from perspective right now on just not needing to stay stuck in a position of hopelessness, this is for them. You didn't listen to this for yourself. You listened to it for them. Whether you want to teach it to them, whether you want to show it to them by the way you're navigating your life now, or whether you want to send them this episode, that would be my biggest ask is just send this to somebody, okay? Let that be your worship and your obedience to God by learning something for yourself and encouraging somebody else. Lots of love to you guys. Go crush it this week. Go crush it today. And I will see you guys on the next episode. And remember, let's go live this life before we leave this life. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.